0: K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines A Bekair plane crashes shortly after takeoff in Kazakhstan. The Office of the Privacy Commissioner says it will launch an investigation into an incident yesterday when a police officer displayed a reporter's ID card, and the housing authority begins accepting applications for nearly four thousand subsidized flats for people in public housing. Officials in Kazakhstan say an aircraft with 100 people on board has crashed shortly after takeoff from Almaty Airport. The deaths of at least 9 people have been confirmed. The BBC's Guy Pitt has the latest.
1: The plane operated by Bek Air was carrying 95 passengers and 5 crew members when it came down near Almaty, Kazakhstan's largest city and commercial center. It had been on its way to the capital Nur-Sultan. Kazakhstan's Civil Aviation Committee said the plane had lost altitude during takeoff. Initial reports said there were survivors from the crash. Emergency services are working at the site.
0: The Office of the Privacy Commissioner says it will launch an investigation into an incident yesterday when a police officer displayed a reporter's ID card in front of a live streaming camera during a protest in Taipei. Stephen Wong said that if the officer involved were found to have violated privacy laws, the commission would recommend remedial measures to prevent similar incidents happening again. He said the officer would only have to face criminal charges if he failed to follow suggestions made by the commission.
2: Remedial steps you know, aims to, um, take, uh, aims to reme- remedy you know, some of the actions that have been going on. Okay? And uh, for those actions you know, that have concluded... Uh, we, we can only ask them not to do it again by undertaking or promising us uh, that certain uh, steps have been, uh, will be taken uh, to make sure that you know, uh, the same mistake will not happen again.
0: The Housing Authority has begun accepting applications for over 3,700 subsidized flats for people who either live in or are eligible for public housing. The flats, which will be sold at just under half the market price, are located in Chaiwan, Qingyi, and Chengshawan. They're priced at between $820,000 and $2.7 million. Sizes range between 184 and 471 square feet. Applications end on January 9th, and a ballot will take place in March to decide on who has first choice. Mr. Luk, a Tongchung public housing tenant, is one of the applicants. Uh I wish to get a flat in Qingyi because it's closer to the urban areas and it's more convenient. I hope I can get a bigger flat too because my current public flat is just 30 square meters. One day I'd have to hand back my public flat, but if I can get a flat this year, at least my life will be more stable. With these flats, at least I can live a happy life and they're also sold below market value. This is government welfare in a way, and of course I would want them to provide more flats like these because many people can't afford to buy a flat at the market price. A University of Hong Kong legal academic says granting an amnesty for both police and protesters during the past several months of political unrest is a successful measure towards building peace and trust. The idea has been put forward for discussion in a paper from the University of Hong Kong Center for Comparative and Public Law to try and address the ongoing civil conflict in Hong Kong. One of the academics, Dr. Anna Dziedzic, says there's a need to break the circle of conflict.
2: what we're trying to do with this uh, report that we've we've, uh, released lately um, is that we're not uh, putting up a single proposal on the table. Um, Rather, what we're trying to do is open up the idea for discussion. So we know that amnesties have been talked about on and off for the past few months, and we just wanted to set out what amnesties are, how they might work in Hong Kong, and the kinds of issues that would need to be considered. So, of course, There are options, and a blanket amnesty is one
0: of them. A study conducted by the Apple Daily newspaper and chemical engineers has found that it might take as many as five washes to remove tear gas residue on linen and clothing. A pillowcase that was exposed to tear gas in November after a canister landed in a shot-in flat was used as a sample. Health officials have said people can use soapy water to remove tear gas residue but researchers say they only managed to remove 60 percent of the residue left on the pillowcase by hand washing with washing powder. That means if people want to remove 99 percent of the residue, it would take five washes. Michael Lee, a chemical engineer who led the study, said it was even harder to remove residues left on the wall of the flat.
1: Those CS particles is very sticky on various kind of surface,
2: say the paint surface or those gra- even the it- very smooth glass surface. You can soapy waters. Yes, maybe,
1: but it's need many times to remove the the particles. But what we have done in our our experiment or test is we just simply wrapping one to two times is not capable enough to remove the
2: CS residual on the wall.
0: HSBC says its Mong Kok branch will remain closed until further notice after it was vandalized by anti-government protesters on Christmas Eve. It says customers can either visit other branches or use its phone or internet banking services. It's the first time the British banking giant has been attacked by protesters since the social movement began in June. There have been several demonstrations against HSBC for shutting down the corporate account of the Spark Alliance, a fundraising platform for protesters. A Singdal Daily report has quoted education experts as saying that Hong Kong universities may fall in international university rankings next year due to the ongoing social unrest. Experts from the Times Higher Education and Quacquarelli Simons, which release annual university rankings, told the newspaper that the turmoil could discourage international students and academics. They also said future research could be affected if fewer international academics are willing to come to Hong Kong. China's top court says a new foreign investment law is largely aimed at resolving contractual disputes involving overseas firms on the mainland. The new law is to become effective on Wednesday. In explaining the legislation, the Supreme People's Court says contracts will still be effective before a court ruling if a negative list has been relaxed to include the contract. The court says it believes the explanation can help create a fair and competitive market for overseas firms to attract them to invest in China. The Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, says he's retained leadership of the governing Likud party following an internal election. Mr. Netanyahu tweeted his thanks to Likud members for their trust, support and love. His rival, Gideon Tsar, has admitted defeat. The results from the Likud leadership battle give Mr. Netanyahu 72% of the votes. Guy Ziv, a professor at the American University in Washington, gave his reaction to Mr. Netanyahu's win.
1: It was widely assumed that he was going to prevail in today's primary challenge, but not by this margin. He won with uh, nearly 73% of the vote. This was a knockout, and it definitely attests to Netanyahu's political prowess. He's a Machiavellian politician. He has uh, strong survival instincts. He's a great campaigner. And as always, he went for the jugular. Netanyahu plays dirty. He's got a lock on his party. The base is still with him despite being indicted for fraud and breach of trust, bribery, in three separate criminal cases.
0: The Japanese cabinet has given its approval to send a warship and patrol aircraft to the Middle East early next year, where nearly all its oil imports come from. A Japanese tanker was among several vessels attacked in May and June, in which the United States blamed on Iran. Tehran has denied any responsibility. A European mission to the Gulf there is also due to start next month. A Moroccan court has sentenced a popular YouTube video blogger to four years in jail for insulting King Mohammed, who is deemed to be inviolable by the Constitution. Mohammed Sekaki, who was also fined more than 4,000 U.S. dollars, was arrested earlier this month after criticizing the king's speeches and calling Moroccans donkeys. His lawyer said he'll appeal. The Iranian security forces have been patrolling the streets of Tehran and other cities to try to prevent widespread protests against the government, People are marking 40 days since many were killed in demonstrations against a sudden rise in petrol prices. The government has refused to confirm the number of casualties in three days of violence. Kasara from the BBC's Persian service says the presence of the security services shows the government is worried. worried.
2: They have a reason to be worried. People are very angry. The people have never seen this kind of thing before. So many uh, dead in the uh, last month. Uh, We had at least 300 people killed, according to Amnesty International. But there are other sources who put the number to close to
0: 1,500 so far. And this number is going up because there are more reports coming in. Astronomers are warning that thousands of new communication satellites, which are due to be blasted into space next year, could impede their celestial observations. The U.S. company SpaceX says it's trying out special coatings to make them less reflective. The British firm OneWeb says it'll put its satellites into a high orbit to help minimize interference. The aim is to bring high-speed internet connectivity to the remotest parts of the globe, but Dave Clements from Imperial College London said this could have a big impact on astronomy.
1: They present a foreground between where we're observing from the Earth and the rest of the universe. So they get in the way of everything. And you'll miss things, whatever is behind them, whether that's a a nearby potentially hazardous asteroid or the most distant quasar in the universe. They will get in the way.
0: Mexico's foreign minister, Marcelo Ebrard, said his country is filing charges at the International Court of Justice against Bolivia, which it accuses of using the police to intimidate its diplomats in La Paz. Mr. Ebrard's Bolivian counterpart has criticized the move as a mistake. Relations have soured between the two countries in recent months. Here's the BBC's Will Grant. The decision to heighten security
2: outside the Mexican diplomatic buildings in Bolivia came after a number of disputes between the two nations. Mexico offered asylum to the former president of Bolivia, Evo Morales, and has dragged its heels in recognizing the transitional government in La Paz since he resigned at the request of the army. Also, Bolivia says Mexico unilaterally organized a meeting of the
0: CELAC regional group during a period in which it still holds the presidency of the organization. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 109.44 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 11 cents. The pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 11 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 228,193. That's 325 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at 40 billion dollars. Sports, here's Adam Jern. The Hong Kong yard,
1: Skellywag, holds a narrow lead on day two of the Sydney to Hobart Ocean race, but with very little separating the five leading contenders. According to the tracker, Skellywag has an edge over InfoTrack and Blackjack, with the American boat Comanche in fourth. Nine-time winner Wild Oats 11 led late yesterday, but has since fallen back to fifth The annual Open Ocean Race started yesterday afternoon. This year's event features more than 150 yachts sailing down Australia's east coast. On to football now and Liverpool have gone 13 points clear at the top of the English Premier League following a dominant 4-0 victory away at second place Leicester City. Roberto Firmino scored twice with James Milner and Trent Alexander-Arnold also on target. Here's their boss Jurgen Klopp. I
2: don't take it for granted what the boys do um, pretty much every three days. So the start in the game was already really good. We had biggest chances. Wow. Um, didn't um, score with them, but... Um, Yeah, stay in the game, controlled. It was difficult, I think, for for Leicester today to get really in the game. It was difficult. You could see in the first half for both teams, both teams felt the intensity of the season.
1: Manchester City can reduce the deficit to 10 points if they beat Wolves tonight. Carlo Ancelotti started his reign as Everton manager with a win. A late header from Dominic Calvert-Lewin saw Everton beat Burnley 1-0 at Goodison Park. Ancelotti gave his reactions after the game. Today was a perfect day. I'm happy because we needed this team and needs points this moment we have to move up the table and so it was really important difficult game because Barley played a really strong game every time, so it was not easy. But at the end, I think the performance, with the performance that we did, we deserved the result. Arsenal also played under a new manager in Mikel Arteta. They came from behind to draw 1-0 at Bournemouth with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scoring the equaliser. Arteta was asked what it's like to manage his first game.
2: Yeah, it was intense, obviously. Uh, I was so excited. I wanted just to pass that energy to the players that, that we need at the moment. And uh, I enjoyed it.
1: Tottenham are fifth in the table after a 2-1 home win over Brighton. They're now just three points behind fourth place Chelsea, who were beaten 2-0 at home by Southampton. Manchester United beat Newcastle 4-1 with Marcus Rashford scoring twice. United now four points outside the top four. Aston Villa were 1-0 winners at home to Norwich. Crystal Palace beat West Ham 2-1. Watford are off the bottom of the table after a one-all draw at Sheffield United.
0: And that's your look at sports. Adam Zhang reporting there. The two and the news, are top stories once again. A Air plane crashes shortly after takeoff in Kazakhstan. The Office of the Privacy Commissioner says it will launch an investigation into an incident yesterday when a police officer displayed a reporter's ID card and the Housing Authority begins accepting applications for nearly 4,000 subsidized flats for people in public housing. The news from RTHK.
2: Radio 3, live on the web, rthk.org.hk.